This episode being released in January is no accident, because January is National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month. In this episode, put the kids to bed, because we'll be discussing sex work, the positives and the negatives, in an effort to promote safety and wellness. Let's take a listen. Hello and welcome to Things You Don't See Every Day with Chris Taliaferro. I am the aforementioned Chris Taliaferro, and joining me today is a wonderful guest who I am so glad that is joining me today on the show, Ms. Kelly, how are you today? I am doing absolutely wonderful, Chris. How are you doing? I am, I'm peachy keen. I, I honestly am. I'm, I'm in a good mood. Um, I'm really excited for our show today. Um, so I'm just going to jump all the way in, you know, just listen, the, the subject matter today is a little different for, for my listeners. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to bear, just bear with me. Um, okay. But today we're going to be, yeah, no, yeah. Today, we're going to be talking about sex work. We're going to be talking about sex work. And Kelly has some expertise in this field. Is that fair to say? Yes. Okay. Um, Kelly, why don't you start from the beginning and don't let me get in the way of your story. Start from the beginning. Tell me about how you got into sex work, and we'll kind of take it from there. Okay. Um, just to kind of keep it, you know, long story short, um, I started when during my college days, and I think everybody's probably familiar with the sugar daddy craze or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. It started like that, and um, I've always had like a I guess a more than average interest in like, you know, just sex in general. Um, mm. I personally don't think I have a high sex drive, but my friends think I do. Um, but I think <laughs> it started um, in my college days. Um, and I'd say most of my clientele is older white guys. Um, but okay. I had my first person uh, they pay for my college, uh, surprisingly. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 I'm sorry, hold on. I, I gotta stop you right there. I apologize. Like I said, I was gonna let you tell your story. Yeah, that's fine. They said, they, wait, so they paid, for, I, okay, and, okay, I'm not gonna interrupt it that much anymore, I promise, but you just gave me pause. <laughs> I just, they, they paid for your, they paid for your college education in full is that what you're saying not the whole thing not in full but for like one year and like a lot yeah it it was a lot because I went to school out of state so um it it wasn't small it wasn't small and it it caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting that and like I said that was my first time you know getting paid and doing favors or whatever and so um Mm -hmm. it started there and the person and I, we were friends for like years, even after I finished college, moved back home, started working, 
Um, and I would say my first person I only had an interaction with maybe three to four times. But if I ever needed something, it was just like, hey, um, could you send me this or a birthday or Christmas? You know, it was just expected. And I'd say over the course of about maybe six years or more, um, that person gave me like over $9,000. So wow, it's just, you know, it started there. And when I saw how easy it was and what, you know how like if you're a business or entrepreneur or something and you find a niche market, um, it was kind of like mm -hmm. that. It was like, I realized there's a market here and it's something I don't mind doing. Um, I will say you have to have a certain mind frame to do it because a lot of people would think, oh, it's just a you know, drug addict, she just wants to get her next hit or whatever. No, some people mm. are actually, you know, getting through school. It's kind of like a stripper. They're not all just mm. skanky women. That Some of them are actually trying to get through school or, you know, take care of kids mm -hmm. or for various legit reasons. And so um, sure. when you realize how much you can make, and like I said, it's something that you don't mind doing, you don't feel abused or uh, shamed about it or whatever. It's like another job. Yeah. It's, it's like, another, and I tell people, some people work with their hands, some people work with their brains, some people, construction workers work with their bodies. Well, same thing. You're just working with a different body part. That's all. Mm. Not, not sure. Um, I, I, I again, I, I I really do just want to give you um, pretty much free reign in this episode to just kind of tell your story. Uh -huh. um, but I do want to ask one question. I do want to ask one question, and it and it just relates to something that you just said. Okay. Um. So. Um. And I'm just going to try and frame this the right way. So, um, you mentioned not feeling ashamed. It's something you like to do. It's something that you are comfortable with. Right. Um, correct. Right. In, in, in society, and this is, this is not me casting any aspersions. This is me casting no judgments. I am personally very sex worker positive for the record, mm -hmm. just so my listeners know where, you know, I stand. And if it's, if they don't like that, that's fine. They don't have to listen. Um, uh, but my, my, my question is, uh, you may feel comfortable and you may feel comfortable in your own skin and you may not mind it. Society has other things to say most of the time. What would your response be to those who have negative feelings or, uh, a negative outlook on what it means to be a sex worker? Um, depending on the circumstance and the conversation, I will say this. Um, I It's kind of like a double-edged sword. If you're in company that's having a conversation and it's negative towards sex work, I wouldn't even really comment or if, you know, like in a conversation, I'd probably just go along with the conversation. Um, 
I wouldn't mm. I've not a lot of people even know that I do it um, except for like my clientele and like maybe two best friends. But um, I wouldn't even I, I just go along with the conversation. And if somebody's having an open, frank, you know, it's not negative type conversation, then I'd be a little more honest, not necessarily saying what I do. But I would be more, mm. you know, uh, pro- I'd be more geared to try to explain the situation or try to without giving myself away. Because I, I was raised, uh, I was raised Christian, very conservative. And so a lot of things, okay. you know, people would, like you said, people would make you ashamed of. And I personally didn't feel ashamed, but if somebody found out, I'd probably be embarrassed, you know, because it's kind of like, oh, my goodness, we didn't expect that out of you. You know, a lot of people Mm -hmm. in my day to day life hold me in very high regard. A lot of children look up to me. I'm a role model, you know, in the community. I have a professional job. So it's not something I would want people to know because they would look at you differently but you know, if somebody honestly was just asking, I'd tell them somewhat of what I know without giving myself away. Right. Yeah. Right. I, you know, I, I think that, um, and I, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, uh-huh. uh, and you can tell you you can tell me if I'm way off base here, but I think that there is uh, something of a parallel between. Um, the level of openness and secretiveness that you have, um, it it can be compared to the way a lot of people treat other things in their lives, treat hobbies. Right. There are people who, um, let's say, for example, I'm just making, I'm just saying something off the top of my head. Uh, I have a good friend of mine who plays uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and he's very successful with his uh, Dungeons and Dragons podcast channel. Uh, that was not exactly the coolest thing to do when I was in high school. So there were uh, people who I knew who, I, who who played, but weren't necessarily willing to shout it from the, the rooftops because they knew they would get ridicule even though it wasn't something that they were ashamed of. Right. That's exactly how it is. Um, And with saying that, I can honestly say I I have a Gemini mind frame. I'm a Gemini. And a lot of people say, oh, you have different personalities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. I I have like a, not just a double life, but kind of like a, a triple, quadruple life because there's different aspects to me that people don't know. Like I said, I'm a, I'm very prominent in my community, children look up to me. I used to be a Sunday school teacher. I mean, you know, there's mm. like, I have a triple life. There's my family doesn't know things. My friends don't know things. My coworkers don't know things. Um, so you, you don't want to be, you know, scorned for that or ridiculed for what you like. And people should like what they like without being ashamed. If it's not hurting someone or themselves, they shouldn't feel ashamed. But, you know, because other people can't handle certain things, you might want to keep it, you know, low key on what you do. 
Mm, right. No, no, absolutely. Um, a hundred percent. I, I, you, you, you actually remind me of, uh, my, my, my favorite fictional character of all time. And I'm going to explain what I mean, uh, right now, if you'll indulge me. Um, so you are a, a pillar of the community, uh, very engaged civically and, and, you know, locally, but at night you, uh, you engage in activities that you personally believe are right and just and give you a certain sense of satisfaction. Um, you are like Batman. Right. Right. When you see Batman or Superman, you know, being normal during the day, it's kind of like, ah, oh, it's just Clark Kent. That's just, you know. Um, and so when you see the Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne, yeah, I was thinking Wayne. I couldn't think of his first name. But um, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> just him. Hey, what's up? You know, and then at nighttime, oh, he just went home, but you don't know what he does at home. And so, yeah, my life is exactly mm. like that. It's exactly like that. And um, it's not always at night. It's sometimes during the day. A lot of a lot of my clientele is married. So after five is like mm. a no-no. <laughs> so yeah. I'm kind of like <laughs> Batwoman during the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, so let me let me ask you a question. Uh -huh. um, just just kind of going back to that uh, that little comparison that I made. Uh, a lot of times Batman or Superman will have instances where their secret identity is put into peril or put into question or danger. Yes. Um, have you have, ha have you had any moments where there was someone who looked at you as Clark Kent and they almost figured out that you were Superman? I haven't had that but I have had situations where you know how there may be one or two people who know who Superman really is when he's Clark Kent. I've had situations where yeah. some of my clients may be in a grocery store with their family and it's just kind of like, you know, a wink or a nod or something, but not. <laughs> oh, no. it's not that you know somebody figured it out and like oh wow I know what you do you know it's, I've never had that situation you know knock on wood I I would mm. be mortified <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I've, I've... wait I, I just I just want to say for the record you use the phrase knock on wood and I feel like I should have to pay you for that service <laughs> No pun intended. <laughs> no pun, pun full intended. I I intended that pun. I, I definitely want my girlfriend to think that it was a pun and nothing else because I will get in trouble. Still beat me up. Please don't beat him up. <laughs> I'm being a good boy, right? Can you vouch? I can for me? vouch for you. Yes, boy? I can vouch for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I, I, you know, again, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want, we're having a light conversation and, and I, I do appreciate that. And it's, I, I do want this to be, um, you know, 
I don't want to. I don't want to take it on a down, sour, dour oh, no, note. And I'm, I'm but very I, I open, so serious... if you have a question, just let me know. You know, just and I'll answer it as best as I can. Because I'm not like, uh, I'm not like super expert at this. I've, I've, I'll say I've been in the industry for like about twenty, a little over twenty years. So I'm not an expert. I wouldn't say mm -hmm. that I'm an expert, but I do know quite a bit. Okay. Okay. No, I, I, I'm just going to be blunt with my That's question. Funny. And if you, and if you don't want to answer, you can be blunt with saying that you don't want to answer. And I have another list of questions here and I can That's move funny. on. Um, have you ever felt in danger? No, I'm very, very particular about who I choose. I'm very good at um, gauging a person's personality because uh, I'd say 90% of the people I've met, it's through online meeting, dating, whatever. Um, and just from conversation, I've, I'm really good at uh, gauging a person's personality through their words. And there have been times where it's like, oh, I just don't get a good feeling about this person. And so I didn't meet with them. But most of the, I'd say 90% uh, of the time from online meeting, I've, again, knock on wood, I've never had a bad situation. I've never felt uh, in danger, never felt threatened. I've never had you know, a bad situation where somebody tried to beat me up or anything. I do not have a pimp. I'm independent. Um, I don't believe in working and giving all of my uh, revenue away. I don't I don't believe in that. Um, the industry is dangerous. I wouldn't suggest, you know, just randomly meeting people that can be dangerous. But again, I'd say in, in my 20 plus years, I haven't had a bad experience. Mm. Well, um, just for one thing, I just want to say I'm, I'm, I'm very glad for that because um, I'm not going to lie, asking that question, I was a little scared because I didn't want to hear a bad situation at the same time. I wanted you to be very authentic and real. So if it had happened, I wanted you to share if it was something that you were comfortable yes. with. But I would, I would be lying if I said that I didn't breathe a huge sigh of relief when your answer was yes. no. Well, a lot of girls <sighs> are not so lucky. You know, they may have picked the wrong guy and gotten robbed, beat up, uh, raped, or anything and some even the ultimate being killed um it's a dangerous mm. it's a dangerous uh industry so you have to be very careful you have to be very careful mm. um you, you 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 brought up the uh you brought up the danger of the industry and uh here in my notes uh one of the things i had written down um was uh, 
other dangerous industries. And the first one that I had here was ice road truckers. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I have, I mean, we, listen, we don't, we don't have to, you know, I, I, we don't have to list all of the, the, the jobs that I had uh, written down here. I wrote a bunch and I, I have a tendency to be long winded sometimes and I have to rein myself in on the show. Um, but when you talk about industry dangers, I do think that, and, and this is part of my uh, positivity in regards to sex work and uh, it, its legality, uh, its uh, acceptance in uh, society in terms of moral standing. People put their bodies on the line all the time. There are very dangerous jobs that do not necessarily pay you a, a wage where you are going to uh, live on a private island in your retirement years. You're some of the people who work very dangerous jobs where they could easily be killed are making blue collar right. wages. And now again, ice road truckers, ice road truckers, they do make good money to be fair. That's the one uh, example that that's the first example I gave, but Again, I don't want to bore people with my entire list, but I have a lot of jobs here, and I and I wrote out the, the, the I, I wrote out the uh, the median incomes for, for all of these jobs, and uh, it's not it's not the Jeff Bezos and the Elon Musk right, of the world. Right. So people people take calculated risks all the time, um, and I'm I'm just going to get your opinion on this uh, because this is kind of my personal private. Uh, theory, and you, you can tell me if I'm wrong, or you can tell me what I might be off base on with this uh, once I let you know what, what I was going to say. Um, I think a lot of the stigma and shame that goes along with sex work ignores uh, gay men who work in sex work, or straight men even who work mm -hmm. in sex work, and a lot of the, the stigma comes from a patriarchal kind of stance where it's just anti-woman, where these women are just whores. They're just, they're just the worst women because women aren't the type of people that can control themselves. Mm -hmm. There's just, I just, I feel a lot of that in the, the uh, societal stigma that surrounds sex work. I just want to get your thoughts. It's on that. very true because um, even since the, there's a reason why this is the oldest profession in the world, even then it was stigmatized, and there were only, say, like in ancient times, there were only a, you know a few women in the village who were just known for that, and everybody else was like the decent, respectable woman. Um, so that has been a societal norm for ages that that's nothing new at all and um people have to realize it is like you said uh, um it's a male driven society thing where men want to portray those type women as horrible you know dirty nasty whatever but they're the ones behind closed doors who enjoy those women and so it's kind of like you know mm -hmm. Uh, it's a double-edged sword when you see people, especially religious people, um, that say one thing as, mm. oh, this is terrible. We need to do away with this. Put them in jail, yada, yada, yada. 
but they're the ones behind closed doors who are the clientele and pay very well because they don't want their little secret to get out. So people have to realize, you know, like I said, they, they want to shame people and, you know, put people down, make them feel bad. But at the same time, there's the, the industry. Uh, it's everywhere. It's not going anywhere. It, it, it'll always be here because right. of male driven society who wants to keep their dirty little secret. Mm. You know, men are sexual creatures mm. and that's just how it is. And like the song says, this is a man's world. Yeah. It is. You know, what a man says mm. goes. If mm. you look at most governments and most religions and, you know, most societies, they're ran by men. So what a man says goes. And if a man says, oh, yeah, that's yucky. We don't want to be like her. Keep stay away from her. Well, that's what everybody's going to go along with. And like I said, behind closed doors, it's something totally different. Mm. Complete, complete, completely different. 100% yes. different. And you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of, of getting the truth out there, and, and uh, you know, as cliche as these types of things might sound, I, I really do, truly believe that the truth will always have its day. And you just talking about what people want to do behind closed doors, um, it, it speaks to me just, just deeply because there are so many situations where you have a politician who when they are, are on the Senate floor, will vote one way. And then all of a sudden, uh, it comes out that there's a scandal that they've done this or they've done that. And, you know, for me, um, you know, in, in the political sphere, I don't care if you uh, philander or you uh, fornicate or, or, or whatever old-timey words you want to say. For <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care what you do, but what I don't want you to do is to do those things and then legislate everyone else's life to a different. That's standard. just how it is. That that's it. It has always been like that. Mm -hmm. It always will be like that. The people in power, they'll always tell you to do ABC, but like I said, after five o'clock, they're doing X, Y, Z. And they don't want you to know that they're doing X, Y, Z, and they will do anything they can to make sure that you don't find out that they're doing X, Y, Z. And unbeknownst to some other people, they might be doing elemental P. So it'll always be like that. <laughs> it'll always be like that. As long as you have uh, male driven society. Wait, and, and, wait, and some of them, wait, and, and some, some of them, some of them are doing. QRS exactly. exactly. I'm sorry, I just had to throw that joke in there. I apologize. You're exactly right. I, I, I have I, I just I just had to throw that in there. I, I, I have a lot of friends who are in the LGBTQ community, so I apologize if I was busting balls there, but it was the joke was there. I had to I had to take it. I, I'm sorry. Um <laughs> Um so listen, um I've got a bit of a time limit on the show. I don't want to, 
I don't want to cut you off. I don't want to uh, limit what you uh, said, but I mean, we have said a lot, but I do have to kind of, I, I, we, we do kind of have to wrap it up, unfortunately. Now, um, this, is an, this is an interesting situation because uh, all of my guests at the end of the show, regardless of if they have a book out, regardless of if they're just a friend of mine I've known for 20 years, no matter what it is, I always give everyone an opportunity to share uh, whatever projects they want to promote, uh, whatever uh, social media handles they have that they'd like people to check out. Um, but you are in a unique situation where, and I, I apologize if you don't even want me to say this, but you asked for a certain level of anonymity and Kelly Sullivan is not your actual name. Is yes, that that is not, that's like my, uh, my private name. <laughs> okay, okay. So is, are, are there any uh, channels, avenues, uh, social media, anything where people can follow Kelly Sullivan. I'm not, because I, I, I think I, I, wait, okay. I don't know if you're, if, if the name, I don't know if the name I know you by is your full name, but I know what, I, yes, I think I know what your name is. It's it kind of reminds me of someone, but, it reminds me of someone yeah, from yeah, What's yeah. Happening. That's, that's not my full name, actually, because I, actually, in real life, I go by several <laughs> different names. <laughs> That's why I said I have mm, okay. like a, okay. a quadruple life. Fine. It just depends on what day it is and what time of day it is as to who I am. But uh, yeah, mm. I, I used to have a um, a Yahoo group, but uh, it it was called uh, Black Pandas, and that stands for uh, Black mm. Pussy and uh, and uh, Ass Sluts. Um, so it's just pictures. Wait, 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 hold on. No, 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 it, it, no, no, no. I, I just want to get it. I say it one more time because if if this episode is going to get oh, filthy, I'm sorry. let's just uh, let it get filthy. So, <laughs> no, 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 no. You can. I no, no, no. You you can, and I want you to repeat it. I do. I want. I want. I want the. Well, and actually, heard. you know what? They don't have Yahoo so groups was, anymore, so I don't have the group anymore. And I really, I don't promote online, or I. I was going to start an OnlyFans page, but um, I, I do have serious relationships. Mm. Um, and my current relationship was like, eh, I don't want you to have an OnlyFans page. So I was like, okay, I won't do that. But yeah, I had a um, Yahoo Groups was and Black Pandas. In this, um, and wait, no, wait, I just, I, I just want to, what did what did the what is that what did that stand for again? I just wanted you to say it out loud. Panda so stands can hear it. for pussy and ass sluts, and it was just random. Yeah, pussy it was random pictures of uh, black women in all types of positions or whatever. Mm. Okay, no, there's there's nothing wrong with that. I I do I do want to commend you. Uh, for honoring the feelings of your partner because I, and I think you know this uh, from me just based on my, my social media presence that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty out there in terms of what I say and right. what I do. 
Um, I do. I, I am very traditional in a lot of ways. And one of the ways that I have certain traditional views is honoring your partner. And I think that it doesn't matter if you are a God-fearing couple who attends mass every Sunday, or if you are two sexually deviant heathens who whip each other every week and chain each other to the bed, there should be a certain level of respect. And I love hearing that someone who is sex positive in the sex work community has a partner and says something like, okay, if you don't want me to have an OnlyFans, I won't. Right. There's certain lines that you, you just don't cross. And like you said, I'm, I'm traditional old fashioned too. Um, I believe in a man being a provider. I believe in, you know, the woman uh, taking care of home and not granted my current partner does not know about my uh, profession, but um, if it ever comes up, I'd Mm. be open and honest. And I've had um, some people that I actually be honest and open with. They don't like it, can't handle it. And it's like, okay, well, sorry. But, you know, some people just kind of like, okay, we'll just have an open relationship. Just be safe. And so you just have to know your partner, what they will and won't tolerate, um, how they will react. You know, I wouldn't tell anybody to lie to their partner. I would say be open and honest. Um, We're just starting out. So maybe we'll come across this one day. Maybe we won't. But um, and I have slacked up on like my clientele because um, when I'm being serious with somebody, it's me and them. And, you know, it doesn't work. I can Mm. always go back. My clients aren't going anywhere. So I can always go back to it. Sure. Right. No, uh, no, of course. And uh, wow. I mean, I mean, it's funny because I, I, if people, if people want to hear how the sausage is made, um, whenever I have guests, I always have uh, a list of notes and you're one of my better guests because there were a lot of notes that I had where as you were speaking, I was just crossing them off because there were points that I wanted to make (laughs) and things that I wanted to say. And um, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. You pretty much wrapped up my episode in terms of like what you were saying. Like everything that you were saying is kind of how I was. Did you have any other like questions or anything? Because I know you're on the time limit, but I mean, like I said, I'm very frank and open. um, No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Um, I, uh, one, okay, I have one question for you, and it's a serious question, and I want you to take me seriously when I ask you this, and I don't want you to think that it's a platitude. Will you come back on my show? And, and you can say no. You can, if, if, if you're not having a good time, no worries. But will you come back on my show? Because I of have course. other questions for you in different contexts. Of course, contexts. of course. And like I said, I'm very, I'm a very open person. I like to educate. Actually, my day job is kind of an educator. Um, I like to make sure people Mm -hmm. understand a different perspective of things they don't, they think they understand and they don't. 
So and uh, I, I really like breaking down race relations too. So anything that I can help somebody understand that they don't understand, ask me anything. Okay. Kelly Sullivan, thank you so much for being on Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. And that that was that was like perfect like that was that no that was that was I'm good sorry. perfect <laughs> no 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 don't 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 apologize listen my podcast has so many random sounds in the background nine <laughs> times out of ten it's not even funny so it's it was actually it was it was organic it was real and it it, it will remind people that we, yes. we are real people <laughs> yes. living real lives and I think that that's I think that's the best thing because I, I hear a lot of podcasts and they're just so sanitized and, you know, it, it's orchestrated and, you know, as much as I have notes written down, we, we, we kind of freestyle. Yes, this. Is that, it was is perfect. That fair to it say? was perfect. <laughs> well, and I'm going to, I'm going to put my two quotey fingers up here. Uh, yes. Kelly Sullivan. <laughs> thank, thank you, you so Kelly. much. I no seriously, no. I pre- I appreciate you. Um, we are gonna have you back on the show. Uh, I'm going to hold you to this. Um, maybe maybe you can use a different name besides Kelly Sullivan. You can have a, a fun different name or not. No 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 I, no no no. Actually no no. Let's keep let's keep brand recognition. I want people to know that hey, this is the same Kelly Sullivan from the other Kelly Sullivan episode. Yes, so that sounds do it that great way. to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me know. What- me to come back and I'll be glad to come back uh, if maybe some other of your listeners have questions and you know just let me know okay no thank you, are you. So Kelly, welcome. thank you so much and we will be back no you're, you're no you're you're, uh, you're and you are also welcome and we will be back right after Every year, $99 billion is made globally from sex trafficking, and 4.5 million people are victims of forced sexual exploitation. My next guest is someone fighting the good fight in stemming that tide, while still having a healthy relationship of her own with sex work. Let's take a listen. So my next guest is someone who I have been trying to get on the show for a very, very long time. And even today, there have been some technical difficulties behind the scenes, nothing big, but I am so fortunate that all of the technical snafus have finally worked out. And Tamara, oh, Tamara, Thank you so much for being here. Hello, hello. It's Tamara. Tamara. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm an evil, bad person. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I would, I would say that you could, you could punish me, but you know, in your line of work, that could mean something different than 
<laughs> yeah, you because, might not like that too much. <laughs> I, I might, I might not. Um, so, um, again, the, the topic of, of of this show is uh, is is sex work, and um, my previous guest uh, kind of, um, I would say, gave us an introduction into the world of sex work, her experience uh, as a sex worker. And I definitely want your experience in that regard. And, mm-hmm. and I guess that's where you can start. However, um, your experience is very different in where it ended up and kind of currently is in the realm of the investigations that you're a part of. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you could just kind of maybe kind of let our listeners kind of know where you, where, where you've, where you started and maybe you could lead into exactly what I'm talking about when I say investigation. Okay. Um, well, I, I mean, I started as a dancer and I worked at a massage parlor. Um, and that kind of curved into um, uh, working for an escort service because the massage parlor turned into an escort service. So then I started as an escort with an agency. Um, later on, because of a client, I found this like this underground community and I started escorting on my own independently. Um, mm-hmm. And so years later, after I, you know, been part of many sex worker forums and communities and, and private rooms and things like that, um, I just started connecting with and knowing a lot of people. So I ended up... Mm-hmm. Um, getting into trafficking activism. Um, I started going to meetings, which a lot of the meetings, I, I want to be honest, are, are worthless <laughs> because the people uh, put these, some of the people put these meetings together just for notoriety. So they don't really mm. even do much. They sit during the meeting. Some say nothing. Some, you know, talk a lot. And most of them had not been in, involved in the sex worker industry. So they didn't even know um, what us sex workers knew and mm-hmm. and then they wouldn't listen to us. So a bunch of us got together um, and we started our own. And basically um, uh, quite a few of us are in contact with police officers and different police units and we help them catch traffickers. And some of us, you know, put our um, personas on the line and we actually contact traffickers ourselves and try to uh, get into one-on-one contact with the people they are trafficking um, at some point and get them away from the person if if that's what they choose to. Because sometimes there's a thin line when someone it's almost like you know when someone's on drugs or with an abuser um you can't always Mm -hmm. force them to do what you think they should do um they have to want they have to want the help yeah yeah so you know sometimes it's hard you know when you can tell someone's being trafficked and abused and they don't want the help so you know we just have to move on to the next person sometimes so that can be hard but Yeah, that's how I got started. And I still do that. I don't I don't um, 
talk to traffickers as much now. Um, but for mm-hmm. a good five years, I was kind of deep into it. I had to be really careful about how I showed my face online and um, wow. being that I have personal profiles and sex worker profiles, I had to make sure they didn't mm-hmm. see and find out who I was and, and stuff like that. So now, now see, that's, that, that's, what's interesting. And I, I was, I was actually going to ask you about that because um, see, I, I, I met or know you through a personal profile. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, just for the record, just in case anyone is wondering, <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I, I, I didn't reach out to you through um, your other uh, channels. Is that is that fair to say? Yep, yep. <laughs> which, um, so you know, which, which is which is why uh, I so um, embarrassingly mispronounced your name to begin because, quite frankly, I've only seen it in print. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> and everyone always says Tamara uh, first <laughs> before they say Tamara. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, 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 I'm so sorry I joined those ranks. But the, uh, the, the, the point that the point that I was trying to make is, I've seen your face. I know mm-hmm. what you look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what your daughter looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I know you were saying, and and I just kind of wanted to get a little more specifics about this. You know, you saying that you had to be careful about your online persona. Mm-hmm. Were there any times where you felt uncomfortable with someone seeing your face or knowing who you were did that ever come up in any way um no that has is never come up um I've been uncomfortable you know meeting a couple of them just because I had to meet them it wasn't because I was afraid of them seeing my face necessarily because usually by the time Mm -hmm. you know the few that I did meet um by the time I leave their presence like I don't have to see them again basically so um, right. that was one thing that was easy about it. Um, but no, I never, no one ever, um, there was no, no problem with, you know, which I'm surprised and, be, being how popular yeah, well, I was as an escort. It, I was, surprised, you know, it, it surprised me that it hadn't, but, um, right. you know, I keep my personal profiles pretty locked down. So, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, no, no. I mean, I think you have to, um, People are crazy. Yeah. You know? um, and, <laughs> yeah, and a couple of them were really just, angry that um, that I number one took their what they called a meal. You know, they considered it meal a meal ticket for them. Uh, number one, I took their meal ticket away. But um, a couple of the girls after mm. they left, um, they decided to go into it independently, and they made you know they made good money alone. So these guys, knowing that they were doing that, of course, made them angry. You know. Of course, absolutely, and and I, I want to be clear for my listeners. Um, I am very sex positive, and I absolutely and and you know this privately. I have absolutely no issue with sex work, mm-hmm. industry as a, as a profession. Absolutely no problem. I absolutely don't want to see anyone trafficked and put in a situation that they are not comfortable in or don't mm-hmm. want to be in. Mm-hmm. I think that distinction is so important. Yeah. And I think and, the work- And that's, that's really a problem with a lot of the police units, you know, when they're busting, 
you know, for trafficking, a lot of the trafficking that they busted were our consensual workers. And um, mm. a lot of people don't know how to make that distinction. They feel if you're in this work, you're somehow coerced or, you know, you should be saved or, you know. So um, one thing I also did as a trafficking activist was meet with law enforcement, with doctors, with, you know, different people in the community, firemen, um, plumbers even, you know, people who would get inside homes and could see signs of trafficking. Um, and you teach them how to point it out because um, a lot of people assume, you know, they're going to be in an airport and see some guy with a lot of girl, young girls with skirts and they're going to be trafficked, you know, and that's not how it goes. Right. And a lot of them don't know how to um, tell it apart from consensual workers and people who are trafficked because they see no difference in it. Um, and that's one thing a lot of the police units I'm dealing with are finally seeing, just like um, in Washtenaw County in Michigan, in the Ann Arbor area, um, the prosecutor says he's no longer going to prosecute consensual sex workers because he sees the waste, okay. the waste of time and money to right. you know, mess with consensual workers when you're actually looking for people who are trafficked. Right, right. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, when you're talking about something that happens between two consenting adults, I, I seriously don't see the issue in money being involved in that transaction. Exactly. That's between those two consenting adults. Exactly. Now, you know, again, you know as we're saying, the, the, trafficking is, the trafficking is obviously the problem. Mm -hmm. um, and if the, you know, if, if you have Basically, what I'm saying is you have to help them uh, kind of through that nuance. Yes. Because I think, I think that there is a certain level of nuance in uh, being able to recognize a dangerous situation for someone. Exactly. And there's a lot of sex workers who don't necessarily want to do it or do it for money, do it for survival. But that doesn't make them trafficked either. You know, a lot of people go... Right. to work at their other jobs and don't want to go either, you know? So you, yeah, you just have right. to, you know. You could be, you, you be a waitress and hate your job. Exactly. And just because you hate your job doesn't mean that your boss at the diner is forcing you to come in every exactly. day. Exactly. Yeah. Let, me, let, me, let me ask you something. Um, can you tell me a story of a woman who you took out of a negative situation that you really think would have, I don't even want to say, would have been in a very bad situation otherwise. Can, um, can you just give me a, a story of, of a girl that you think, or a woman rather, that, um, you know, you think you really, you really saved? Sure. Um, I don't want to say what city, but um, there was. Again, again honestly, I, I want it, it. We can leave this as anonymous as possible. Yeah. And maybe we should have kept your name mispronounced. I mean, I don't I don't. Yeah, I'm not I'm not bothered. <laughs> I'm not bothered by And what's unique about this one is that the, the pimp, the trafficker was actually another. It was a woman. Um. Oh, wow. And she was a, a well-known sex worker herself. And um, so what she would do is she would pick up people um, from the shelter, from a homeless shelter. 
and offer to help them and then make them do sex work when she got to, you know, got them to her house. So uh, pr- praying on their vulnerability. Yeah. And she picked up this set of twins. They were, they were twins. They were native American twins. Um, she got them from the shelter. And um, so she basically started trafficking them. She would charge $300 to see them and give them each 50 bucks um, but then their rent and oh, food geez. had to come out of that, um, out of that 50 mm. bucks. So basically they were always broke and behind. Um, mm. And so I, I, how I met them is um, one of my clients had, had um, seen the, the, the pimp tris. I'll call her a pimp tris. <laughs> one, of, <laughs> one of my clients had seen her before and you know this was before she had the ladies you know at her house and so he kind of trusted her you know he wasn't she wasn't his favorite but she was a person to go see type of thing and she had contacted sure. him and told him that you know she, she had some new ladies at you know at the house that he could come see and so he had, he had mm-hmm. gone over there, um, to see one of them. Um, and he could tell something was wrong. So, um, he went ahead and he, he spent, he said he spent time with her, but basically he took her shopping, um, and then dropped her back off. Right. And, um, he contacted me after and he, and cause he kind of knew what I was doing with the trafficking. Um, so he contacted me. And he told me he mm. met this girl and something was wrong. And he told me where she was, you know, with the lady that he they were with, because, I, you know, a lot of people knew this lady and she was a problem for a lot of people, I guess. Um, we just didn't like her very much. And um, so he told me where they were and stuff and what was going on and that the girl didn't want to be there um, and that the girl wasn't getting her money and stuff like that. And so mm. what we did was um, we planned to get them, both of them away. So he booked, he called and booked another mm. appointment. And um, the one girl, one of the girls didn't end up coming. She canceled last minute and decided okay. not to come. But the other girl came and um, I met them at, um, we have this, uh, we call them head shops, but they sell like, weed paraphernalia and sex toys and lingerie, you know, weed pipes and stuff like that. So um, I met him in this other, the second girl, I met him and her at this head shop. And um, Mm. what he did is he bought her a little burner phone because they had no way to contact anybody. Um, He bought Mm -hmm. her a burner phone and, you know, lingerie just so that the lady thought, you know, they did an appointment. Um, and she explained to me, you know, how she didn't want to be there and, you know, how they got came from the shelter. I guess the other girl was more drugged out than she was. So that's why the second girl didn't mm. show up was because she was out of it. She was drugged up. Um, okay. And so basically we got this girl a burner phone and um, dropped her back off. And um, we picked another day where we would do a duo with her, um, you know, quote unquote duo, which is, you know, two ladies with a client. Two, 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 two. And, yeah. and so that was his excuse to go pick her up again um, when she was ready to leave. And she basically got all her stuff together and left with us. The other girl ended up staying 
I don't know what happened to the other mm. girl. Um, wow. but the girl that we helped, she left. Um, she left that day. Um, she ended up staying with another friend of mine for a little bit, and she ended up going into it independently herself. So she lived in hotels for a little bit, um, you know, yeah. and then until so she, she found her own place, yeah. you know. But mm -hmm. yeah, she's one of the the ones I remember, you know, more so. Um, that was one wow. of the worst in one of the worst spots, you know. And and and, and it's 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 just interesting to me that. Uh, the two girls may have, ha and again, like you said, you don't know necessarily what happened to the other mm -hmm. girl, but they could have had such different yeah. paths because one took the opportunity and the other because she was, whether she was messed up on mm -hmm. drugs, whatever the situation was at that mm -hmm. moment, she wasn't able to, to get that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So, oh, I mean, you, you know, it's just... In life, you really never know. You don't know. You you just don't yeah. know. You don't know yeah. how things are gonna things are gonna shake out for you. You just don't know. Um, wow, it's it's just just a di divergent and path. What's, it, it's and what's crazy about the um the Pinterest, um later on she ended up getting in trouble because there was a guy who was stalking and and beating up sex workers, and we ended up having to catch him. And um, oh he ended up getting arrested after like it took us months to get him arrested. And as we were finding out who he was, he would out some of us. He had a website up where he was putting our real names up and stuff, um, oh, trying wow. to out us. Um, and he was stalking a few ladies. He tried to burn one lady's house down because he found out where she lived and stuff like that. Well, I mean, this is the crazy stuff we were talking about in terms of your your real face yeah. and your you know your yeah. name, all that. Like, and so he ended up getting arrested finally, and it turns out his best friend came to um, be a character witness for him, and it was that lady. Mm -hmm. Wow, <laughs> that's, I mean, that's insane. That so so. She okay, so so now she's the character witness mm -hmm. for him. Does he does does he get off? No, he I don't I think he's still in jail actually, and I know she got some time, but she may be out by now. Um she got time for helping mm. him do something. I forgot exactly what it was, but you know, she became an accessory in one of his crimes. Um from their evidence. Yeah. So I know he went to jail I, and, and I think he's still in there, but I'm not sure if she's out or not. I haven't heard about her or from her in a long time so yeah yeah i have um i have a question it's i guess it's the same question but oh i guess that what i'm trying to say is i want to ask you the same question about two aspects of what mm -hmm. you do what is what's your favorite thing about the following about helping with trafficking and what is your favorite thing about sex work itself for you personally? Um, I think my favorite thing about helping with trafficking is um, teaching the nuance between trafficking and sex work. Because I think a lot of people just don't 
understand it still. You know, they they think, you know, like I yeah. said, you know, they have this assumption that we don't have anything else going on in our lives or that we need saved or, you know, all these things about us, you know, that, you know, that we have all kind of issues and problems or we must have been abused, you know, and uh, and that's and that's not everyone's yeah, story. That's, that's, every, that's far from. Yeah, and I don't story. even think that's most of our story. That's what you hear because you hear it mostly from ladies who've been arrested or been pimped out or who just don't like doing it. And those are tend to be the most vocal because the rest of us just discreetly do what we do and we go on with our lives, you know type of thing. So you really have no right. reason to hear from the rest mm-hmm. of us. Um, yeah. I, I think that, that's that I, I, in that sense, I don't think it's any different from a lot of areas of the internet yeah. where there's a lot of times vocal minorities in a fan base in, you know, any given group that make it seem as if that's how everyone exactly. is. Uh, I, I, <laughs> This might be getting a little off topic, and I'm going to let you continue in a second um, answering my question. But I, you know, I saw where there were people complaining about some of the actors and actresses in Star Wars. They didn't like that John Boyega yeah. was black. They didn't like that um, one of the other actresses, her name escapes me at the moment, is Asian, and she was getting screen time. And that vocal minority makes it sound almost as if this is how all Star Wars right. fans feel. And exactly. Star Wars fans are just going to the movie theater and seeing the movie and enjoying it and being quiet and going about their day. Just as you're saying, mo- you know, most, you know, you know, working women are going to, you know, do what they do. They're not, you know, they're, they're, they're comfortable with the situation and they have no reason to outwardly tell anybody, you know, I'm not happy. This sucks. This is bad. Because exactly. Them it's not. Exactly. And um, I think my favorite thing about sex work is the connections you make with all kinds of different people, Um, you know, with the other ladies, you know, we get together, we talk about safety, we trade, you know, we do references with each other. So, you know, a guy might contact me and say he saw this lady, you know, and I can call her and see how he was with her and, you know, our, our connection about safety or just getting together sometimes for dinner. Um, and meeting just the different people yeah. and also the clients, you know, I learned so much about, you know, about different things from clients, about finances, about traveling, about, you know, just all kinds of different things. It's almost like it's a, it's own, own community, you know, and I've traveled all around the world mm-hmm. doing it. So I've met so many different people and learned a lot of different things. Yeah. I think that uh, a lot of times in life, the I think that life experience is so underrated in terms of what you can learn. And that's not to say that college and higher education doesn't have a place. Mm-hmm. It clearly does. But I think that there are, you know, you're talking about traveling the world, meeting different people. I can, I, I, I can almost guarantee that you have, learned some things about life that could never be taught oh, for sure in, <laughs> you know in school, in school building, um, and and oh, valuable sure. things you know valuable things sure. that you can kind of take you know, 
and, and pass yes, on to others. Yes. And at the same time, I've learned so much about myself sexually. You know, there's so many women who, mm. who uh, just let sex happen to them and they don't, you know, they don't explore or experiment things. And, you know, so many, they don't take yeah, like so many have not even had an orgasm, you know, that's unbelievable to me, but you know, I've learned so much about myself and what I find interesting and what I like and what I don't like. And that's changed over time too, you know? So, mm. you know. No, I mean, I think it's, I think it's really important. And I think that if, I won't say that every woman should go into sex work. No, I think it's that not that for everyone. It's definitely not for everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not for everyone. <laughs> but, 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 I, but I think, I think that if, if our society wasn't as puritanical as it is in a lot of mm -hmm. respects, you might see more women that would be willing to I enter so. the field yeah. of sex work because, um, we, again, with, with not knowing yourself, with not knowing your body, if you don't know your body, how can you, how can you use right, it? How right. can you, you know, it, you know, if, if you don't feel comfortable with sex on a, on a, on a base level, I, I would imagine, and I'm not going to, you tell me if I'm wrong here, you know, you, mm -hmm. you are the expert in this field. If you're not comfortable with your body, I would imagine that it would be hard to just to do the work. Oh, for sure. All. For sure. And, I, and I've met girls who, you know, ladies who've gotten into it and were uncomfortable and then got comfortable with themselves because of it, you know, so that happens, you mm. know, um, but at, like I said, at the same time, it's not for everyone. I think if society thought differently of sex work, a lot more would at least try it. Um, but it's, it's at the same time, right. it's not for everybody, you know. So, um, you know, it'd be up to each individual lady. And I do, I do think more would be open to their sexuality and open to trying it if society didn't look down on it as much. Um, because it's really not all about the sex. It's mostly about connection and personality. You know, most of the guys, they really want company. They don't just want um, a whole, you know, they just want someone to relate to that's not in their normal life, who they can step to the side and share things with a lot of times. And I think um, a lot of ladies who try it, get into that mindset that all he want, all he's doing is coming to get sex instead of trying to relate to the person who walks in the door, you know? Mm, right. Right. I mean, I think again, it's what I think is really fascinating is, and I, I, I touched on this a little bit before is just the, 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 the common similarities between sex work and almost mm -hmm. any other field, any other, yeah. you know, walk of life, you, you know, the, the things that you're, the things that you're saying, I almost want to say if someone was a dancer, if someone was, you know, a, a performer, you could, you could almost apply, you know, take sex work out of it and, and plug in yep. another trade. You still have to relate. And you can you still have to relate to other people. Right. You know, to, you know, if, if you're, if you're on it, you're going to an audition and you have to put your best face forward. If you're going, you know, on a high powered interview at a, at a, at a, at a swanky law firm, all of these things are still yep. relevant. 
you know, it, it, it just speaks to the shared experience that we all have as human beings. And, you know, no matter what your job is, no matter what, you know, you, you know what field you're in, we all got to kind of exactly. deal with the same shit. Exactly. That's very <laughs> true. Exactly. And some days you may love it and some days you might not want to go and, you know, and it's almost, ex it's exactly the same stuff. It's, it is the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we are running a little out of mm -hmm. time. Uh, typically at the end of my interviews, I like to give uh, my guests an opportunity to just ba basically plug themselves mm -hmm. on social media. But I think your, your situation might be yeah. a little different. <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily want to uh, <laughs> plug but, but uh, I will, in lieu of that, I will give you the final word if you wanted to just say anything, you know, any final words. You you have the floor, um, my I friend. mean, I'm open if, you know, since you're on my Facebook, and that's probably where most of the people will see this, right? On Facebook? I mean, they could add yeah. me as a Facebook friend. I have no Correct. problem with that. Um, and then and then if they want to find okay. out the other stuff, they can find that out later after they talk to me more or something. You know, I'm open to that. Okay. Okay. And and I, would it would it be okay if if any of my listeners had questions for you, could they maybe direct them to me if they didn't, you know, and maybe I could kind of maybe yeah, throw them your fine. way. Oh, that, that's that totally fine. Yeah, that's totally fine. Okay. Okay. Emma, thank you so much for being on my show. Thank you for putting up with me being so unprofessional <laughs> and mispronouncing your name. Um, I, <laughs> I will, uh, I will try to be a better human being in the future. Well, thank you for um, having me. <laughs> in all seriousness, I, I definitely, I really appreciate your perspective. This was, we've been trying to do this forever and I'm so glad. That, <laughs> I'm so glad we finally got this, um, you know, got, got this time to talk. Um, would you be open to maybe coming on the show sure, again someday? Okay. Um, all right, great. So, um, again, just thank you again, and we will be back Alrighty. right after this. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by your junk drawer. Whether you're looking for a pen, a rubber band, maybe some super glue, or a soy sauce packet. It's probably in the junk drawer. Just look there first. Thank you for joining me on this episode about sex work. I learned a thing or two, and I hope you did as well. If you'd like to follow the show on social media, we are on Facebook and Instagram, both at Things You Don't See Podcast. Again, that's at Things You Don't See Podcast. If you just type in Things You Don't See Every Day with Chris Taliaferro into the search, we pop up. Same thing with YouTube. We've got YouTube clips up. There's some fun stuff there. So again, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Check us out. Also, feel free when you uh, click on the show on anchor.fm, uh, click the support button. 
Uh, all the support in the world helps, believe me. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care.